The following audio is from the Grove Church Marysville campus. For more information about our church or to listen to previous sermons, check out our website at grove.church. What's up, everybody? Sorry, I just wanted to say it that way for fun. Anyway, um, hey, I'm glad you're here. Today is Baptism Sunday, and uh, I want to celebrate for a second. About an hour and something ago, my dad got baptized, and I was freaking out. I couldn't, I mean, honestly, like, I saw him, he was sitting over here in service and just doing his thing, and all of a sudden, at the end of all the baptisms during second service, I look over, and he's wearing a baptism shirt, and I'm like, what in the world is happening? So while we're trying to still focus on the family in the tank getting baptized, I'm like, so anyway, it was so, I mean, come on, I've been praying for him forever. It's awesome. Um, I also want to take a moment, I want to celebrate that last week as we ended our Stop Going to Church series, um, we encouraged everybody to take steps. We put out that card, what's your next step? And we had 1,956 steps taken, or checked off at least, last week. So I want to celebrate that. And, and the reason to me that that's so powerful, and while not every system is sort of perfect, to me that's so powerful because you think about like, while it's many different individuals checking boxes, at the same time, think about like, if people are actually taking steps, that's a lot of steps closer to Jesus, amen? Um, so I was excited about that. And by the way, if you weren't here last week and you, you're not sure kind of what I'm talking about, you can always listen to the podcast or, or, the, or watch the vodcast. But in the seat in front of you, in the seat back in front of you, there are cards that are from last week that if you didn't get a chance to fill them out or maybe you weren't here or whatever, um, you can still take some time and do that and look at the back and all that stuff. So I encourage you to do that. I also want to say that... Um, we didn't talk about last week in our celebration of Andrew and Amanda and their 10-year anniversary at Grove and the one-year anniversary of Snohomish. Another thing to celebrate is that at the Snohomish campus, um, we're actually expanding our kids' ministry because we've outgrown the current facility and moving some upstairs and downstairs, and that's a good problem to have. And so it's fun to see what's happening over at Grove Snohomish, and uh, I was just excited about that. But it's Baptism Sunday. And yeah, come on, Baptism Sunday is about stories and we have had moms and, and daughters and sons and dads and kids and, and husbands and wives and brothers and sisters and friends and, and all kinds of connections of people that have gotten baptized today so far and it has been absolutely fun. We've had individuals that said, I, I was an addict and one person said, I've been clean for three months. Another was talking about two years of sobriety. Another that got baptized said, this is the two year anniversary of, of my husband's motorcycle accident and I just knew that today I needed to tomorrow's my birthday. So I'm going to, I mean, it's just incredible to hear the stories of life change that are happening. And in a little while from now, you're going to hear a few more. And again, I love what's happening. We celebrate baptism. It's, it's sort of a welcome to the family. It's a celebration of life change. It's all of that. And so here in a little bit, as people get baptized, I want you to cheer like you're cheering for your favorite team, which is obviously the Seahawks. Anyway, we'll keep going. Um, but real quick, I want to walk through a couple of things that I think is worth all of us making sure that we know. I talk a lot about recently about theology. We talked about stop going to church isn't stop going to church. It's stop going to church, be the church. And so understanding theology is super important, but I want you to start with this. I want you to say baptism is obedience. Okay, baptism is simply a step of obedience that every single individual that would say that you're a follower of Christ, that you believe in the message of the death and burial and then resurrection of Jesus Christ for the purpose of being forgiven of all of your sins, of my sins, of getting a clean slate, of having a fresh start. Baptism is the next step. So baptism is obedience. Luke, as he wrote the gospel, we call it the gospel of Luke, but he was writing to take up account of this whole story of Jesus. 
Jesus? Well, Luke continues in what we call today the book of Acts, but it was another account that he was writing about. Here's what happened after this whole life of Jesus thing. And what he writes about is the early church. And what you find is, as Jesus had said, pray and wait and the Holy Spirit will be poured out. Well, that happens. And people that had gathered for a festival in the nation of Israel were going, what in the world is happening right here? What is this outpouring that we see? This is weird. And Peter stands up and he preaches an incredible message about, hey, everybody, this has to do with Jesus. He was crucified. He was buried. He said he was going to rise again. That's exactly what he did. We should probably acknowledge kind of his work. And so this whole thing about what Jesus did is what Peter preaches about. It says that the whole crowd was listening to Peter and their response, what we have in what we call Acts chapter 2, verse 37. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, what shall we do? What I love is, based on what they heard, they realized action was required. In the same way, when we say baptism is obedience, it's because action is required in our faith. It's not that we work to be saved or it's somehow about works. What it is is, it's our loving response to all that God has done for us. And so baptism, we say it this way, we believe baptism is the only biblical next step for those who put their faith in Christ. We talk about you can start the reading plan and read the Bible, you can learn how to pray, get connected in a life group, get involved in a host team, you can do all kinds of things that are great things to do, but when you look at the Bible, watch this in chapter two of Acts, they say, what do we do? And here's Peter's directive. Peter replied, repent and be baptized. When he says repent, repent means this. Turn 180 degrees from the direction you used to be going and stop going your own way, doing your own things, involving yourself in your own activity that we talk about being sin, and, and turn towards the cross and what Jesus has done for us. That's repentance, to turn from one way and move towards Jesus. So Peter says repent and be baptized. That's the picture right there. It says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. That's where you and I find forgiveness of our sins, from what Jesus did on the cross. Repent and be baptized. He says, and you will, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and all who are far off. We can kind of do one of these all whom the Lord our God will call, will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Now listen to this, Acts 2.41. Those who believed, sorry, those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Now, the reason I bring this up is because, number one, baptism is obedience. There are certain places you can go where if you want to be baptized, you got to go through certain, you know, understand theology and take quizzes and tests and all that stuff, and, and, and that's fine, and, and there's churches that do it that way. That's okay. But, but we believe that as soon as you believe in what Jesus has done, that you can get baptized immediately. That's why, as a church, we're passionate about baptism. We want to make steps as easy as possible for anybody who's put their faith in Christ. So if you're here today, and you've given your life to faith in Jesus, believing on his death, burial, and resurrection, then today is the day you should get baptized. That's why when you walk in, I always joke about this, it says men over here and women over here, and some of you that are new went, wow, we're supposed to sit separate. This is weird. And that's not what it's about. 
It's about the fact that what we did was we created dressing rooms back over here and dressing rooms back over here. And if you want to get baptized, we bought all sizes of shirts and shorts and we've got towels and we're ready for you to get baptized, removing every excuse for why this message doesn't apply to you. In other words, you came in dry, you're leaving wet. And it's not because of the weather, although this is the last day of summer, so congratulations to that. But then people go, well, wait a minute. Well, baptism, like today, I'm just supposed to do this. I mean, I believe in Jesus, but here's the thing. I didn't shave my legs. Here's the thing. My makeup isn't waterproof. Here's the thing. Somebody in first service today literally said, you made this call, and I stood up, and I went and changed, and I got in, and I got in here, and here's the deal. I, I had all the excuses in my head, but I didn't shave today. And, and I don't know about my makeup. And she comes out of the water looking like Alice Cooper, and we're like, ah! You know, anyway, just kidding. I'm joking. I'm just joking. But honestly, none of us in this room care that your makeup's going to run. None of us in this room are looking at your legs going, did you shave today? Okay, or maybe Amazon stuff going on down here, and like, hey, summer's over, whatever. We don't care. We care more about you and I, us together, walking in obedience than all the superficial things and reasons why you shouldn't do it. Everybody say baptism is obedience. The second thing is this. Baptism is both symbolic and literal. I want to explain this to you, and the reason I say that is because there are people that somehow think that when you get baptized, it, it's magical. It's so magical that you'll always be full of joy after you get baptized. You just won't face temptation the same way you used to before you got baptized. That somehow everything's going to be aligned and your life's always going to be amazing every day because you got baptized and it's a magical moment. Can I be honest with you? We turned on the city of Marysville water from a spigot outside, ran a hose in here and filled this up. That's all this is, is water. There's a little bit of chlorine in it to try to help it keep, stay clean, and we heated it up like crazy, and we scalded everybody in first service this morning because it was so hot. I'm like, I feel so bad. Bless you, you know. Anyway, <laughs> but, but it's symbolic. It, there's nothing necessarily magical, and while at times we pray, God, I pray as people take steps of obedience like baptism, there will be maybe a fresh sense of joy, a fresh sense of your purpose, and those things are true at the same time. It's not some magical thing that because you do it, everything's just going to turn out, everything's fine, because many of us in here that have been baptized know exactly what I'm talking about. Anybody else with me? Anybody? Like, no, my life's been perfect ever since. You know, I know what you're saying. But it's symbolic. Romans chapter 6, Paul writes a letter to the churches in, in, in the Rome area, in the city of Rome. And he says this in verse 3. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. That's the symbolic part. Baptism is symbolism of you having chosen Jesus. It's laying your old life down. In, in, and Paul would say in the watery grave of baptism and symbolically coming up new in Christ. So when Paul mentions what he does in Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4, that's the symbolism part. And then you go on with verse 4 and it says this, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, and this is where it's literal, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of God the Father, we too may live a new life. 
So what we do is we get baptized trusting, believing that, that I, I'm walking in obedience to what God wants. And what God wants is for me to live in the newness of life he has patterned out for me. No longer to my own desires, no longer to what I feel like I want, no longer to what I think or other people might think is best. But God, what do you want for my life? Because I want to live in surrender to you, not just on baptism Sunday, but every single day. So baptism, one, is obedience, but then also you got to understand baptism is on one hand symbolic of laying our lives down, but literal in the sense that I'm meant to live a new life. And the third thing, and I'm done, is this. Baptism is future thinking or futuristic, meaning this, when we give our lives to Christ, and we take that step of baptism as we come up out of the waters and go on with our lives, we're trusting by faith that I'm living in the power of the Holy Spirit in this newness of life every day that I live, believing he has a purpose for me, believing that he's got a plan each day, believing that he's created me to make a difference in the world that I live in and not just exist until I die. And then on top of that, believing that as you and I move towards eternity, whenever that might be for any one of us, that God has prepared a place for us in eternity, that Jesus says in the reading plan, I believe it was today or yesterday, he's talking to the disciples in John chapter 14, the gospel of John, John's writing, and he says, this conversation happened where Jesus says, just so you guys know, I'm going away. But where I'm going, I'm preparing a place for you because in my father's house, there's all kinds of room. And I'm going there to, to make room and, and prepare a place for you. And so I'm gonna go away, but don't worry, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna bring you to where I'm going. And they're going, well, we don't know where you're going and we don't know where, how to get there. And that's when Jesus says words that many of us know, hey guys, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And so it's trusting that, that he's going to prepare a place that as we live in him every day and make it to the end of our, our lives, whenever that might be, that what we get to enjoy is an eternity in heaven. We hold out hope for eternity in heaven, even though every day we live, we're not there yet. And so number one, baptism was obedience. Number two, it's symbolic and it's literal. And number three, it's towards what will be. And so if you're in this room today, I want to encourage you that if you've given your life to faith in Christ, but you've yet to be water baptized, you need to take that step. And we want to remove every reason why you shouldn't do it. We want to remove every excuse why this doesn't apply to you. I want to tell you right now, my hope is that as we end today, that some of you, whether you're in the balcony or maybe you're on the main floor, that you're removing every, well, I'm in the balcony. That means I got to go down the stairs and through the lobby and whew, it's a long ways. Or you're on the main floor going, yeah, but I, I don't know. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I'm not ready. Yeah, but I don't. If you believe in what Jesus has done and you've surrendered your life to him, the only biblical next step is baptism. Peter said, repent and then be baptized. And in that same day, 3,000 people took that step altogether. And I want to challenge you as I pray in just a moment, do you need to take that step? And if the answer is, yeah, you know what? I do. Remove every reason why you shouldn't. And in a few moments, I'm going to ask you to get out of your comfort zone, to get out of where you're sitting. Maybe you're in the balcony. Maybe you're on the main floor. And if you're a guy, you can make your way this direction. And we've got an individual back here who's got changes of clothes in different sizes. And there's dressing rooms back there. And if you're a gal, same is true over here. And there's a gal back here that can get you whatever size you need. And there's dressing rooms back there. And you're going, you know what? I'm going to take the step today, removing every excuse. Father, that's my prayer. I can say it as, as best as I try to say it. I can, I, Lord, help people try to understand. But my prayer more than anything is that your Holy Spirit would do a work in every single heart that people don't leave here as often happens. Ah, I should have done it. Hey, when's the next baptism? That should have been me. But instead, the joy of walking in obedience, 
The, the, the joy of saying yes to taking a step. And I love how, hey, a lot of steps last week, you know, I need to start reading the Bible. You know, I need to start attending regularly. You know, I need to start looking at a life group. You know, I need to start, there are all kinds of steps. But one of those specifically is baptism. I want to walk in obedience to what Jesus modeled for me because he was baptized. I want to do what you ask me to do. And even as Peter says, hey, here, here's what it is. Believe in Jesus? Great. Repent, turn away from your own way and be baptized. God, I pray nobody in this room would walk out going, yeah, I should have done it. I pray there would be people that instead of the shoulda, coulda, or woulda, as somebody said a long time ago, that instead I did and I'm glad. Move in every single heart in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Grove Church Marysville Sermon Podcast. If you wanna keep up with us, like us on Facebook, Instagram, or visit our website at grove.church.